All right, welcome back to Afterburn After Hours. We're here with another episode, and we have a special guest coach. Uh, if you're at the Nocatee Studio, you know him well. His name is Coach Jim. Jim, how you doing today? Hey, guys. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm happy to be here. Good. Sam, how are you? I'm great. Happy to be here as well. Good. And Will. Blessed and highly favored. Oh. Every, yes, yeah, you had, two, you had two new ones. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. working on new material. <laughs> so what we want to do is not only provide good content that uh, is, a, is a resource for education, but also bring our coaches on in the area and allow members to get to hear them and know them in a different platform. So so Jim is coming on and, and uh, we're going to ask some Jim some funny maybe questions, maybe some uh, questions that are going to be tough. But, but I think first we have to get off the table. This is a very nostalgic <laughs> moment for Jim and Will. So do you want to yes. go through quickly how you guys know each other? Uh, sure. So Jim w- came to work at the Orange Sherry Fitness Evanston studio that I was at coaching at. Um, started off as an essay, very good essay, and then turned into a very, very talented and wonderful coach. How long have we worked together? Three years? Two years? Um, I think it was a little over four. Yeah, a little four, four years. years. Yep. Four years. Mm-hmm. One studio, good old Evanston. <laughs> so wait a second, though. I think we're missing something that we talked about before. Someone was falling off a treadmill. <laughs> yeah. Your very first class. Did he oh fall off a treadmill? No, the, in, at Logan That's Square. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I told him how I, I oh fell no. off the treadmill. I was like, oh, and you just walked by him. You just gave me yeah. the look of rage and death. That was my OT fit test. Yes, it was. Yeah. Oh, I knew he was messing around. So, was like, <laughs> so you, you just let him go? I was like, you're not hurting. Yeah. <laughs> you just walked by. I was like, whatever. Yeah. No administering first aid. Three, two, one, push. Let's go. Right. Still, yeah. like, stepped He'll over bounce me. back. Like, yeah. OTF roadkill. Just watch over. OTF roadkill. I forgot about that. Yeah. So uh, how long have you been coaching for? So coaching in total, uh, 2016. So coming up on six years. Yeah. Yeah. How many classes? Uh, I'm I'm not sure the exact number, but around or over 5,000. Over 5,000. Yeah. 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 Give or take. Yeah. There's a lot of classes sitting at this table. It's good. It's good. You have a lot of classes. Um, almost 700 yeah. officially oh, okay. with Orange Sherry. Yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. There you go. I'm, I'm not a big dog like you all. No, you're adding to the pot though. Every, hey. every class counts. There yeah. we go. Right. Uh, so Jim, what got you into fitness to start? Not even Orange Theory, just oh, into yeah. fitness. Yeah, sure. No, I mean, growing up, I played sports. I was an athlete my whole life. Um, so over time, as I got into high school and stuff, training and working out became a part of competing with your sport. Um, played all the way up into college and by the time I was in college training and working out was something that I truly loved and was just a part of who I am so I transitioned from right from my college degree going right into training and being in the fitness industry and I've basically been playing sports working out my whole life so it's it's a it's who I am it's it's what I know and it's what I love so uh Sam played rugby in college oh okay you played uh, college football. Yep. Oh, we might have, oh. we might have to have a square off. So my sport does not have pads. Uh, <laughs> we have mouth guards and maybe a scrum cap if you're lucky, and no timeouts, yeah. and we play for 80 minutes. Maybe but anyways, Jim. Yeah. Ooh, I don't know. I've had quite a few. So yeah, <laughs> I'm just kidding. So where'd you grow up? So I'm from uh, Grays Lake, Illinois. Is originally where I'm from. Um, if anybody's familiar, oh, like I'm looking at the mic. If anybody's familiar. Um, with the Chicago area, the northeast part of it, uh, almost on Lake Michigan, there's a Six Flags Great America that was in the mm-hmm. town next to me. 
uh, Will knows. So know very well. I uh, grew up there, and then I went to college in Kenosha, Wisconsin, which was just over the border in Wisconsin. Uh, I was like 40, 45 minutes from where I grew up, my hometown. Okay. So spent 28 years of my life in that part of the country. Okay. Yeah. So what brought you to OTF then? So OTF, that's a pretty funny story too. So Will would know, but um, in college, I transitioned into a sports performance training gym called Athletic Republic. Um, so I trained with them my first couple years out of college as well. My manager at that Athletic Republic when I was in college, she left there and came to Orange Theory. So I stayed in contact with her. I tried out and visited her at Orange Theory in summer of 2014. Okay. Um, and I took a class there, saw the studio, uh, just basically wanted to catch up with her. Down the road, she ended up reaching out to me and offering me a job. Uh, funny thing is, the first time I actually didn't take the job, I actually turned it down. Uh, reason was, is my gym, my Athletic Republic gym, I was basically running it all by myself. And I knew if I left the gym at that point, that it was probably going to fold under. And I, okay. I just didn't want to do that to my athletes. Yeah. So I had a game plan of maybe about six months down the road going back to Orange Theory and taking it. Um, but I want to make sure we were set up for success at Athletic Republic where someone could take over and the gym could still continue to operate. So timing all worked out good. Um, I ended up heading to Orange Theory around April 15 um, and joined Will and everybody there. And they were able to actually transition somebody in for me at the Athletic Republic. So oh, okay. That worked, it worked out. worked out good on both yeah. ends. Yeah. What do you want to know about Jim? I got, I got, I got all kinds of questions, but I don't want to, I don't want to be the bow hog. What do you love most about coaching? What, what really like lights your fire? Yeah. Great question. I would say just the connection you feel with somebody when you're putting them through the workout. I mean, I, I always, I tell people this is coaching does just as much for me personally as we do for somebody else. So the feeling I get of knowing that I have everybody's attention in the room when I'm coaching and knowing that I'm helping them to better themselves, that gives back to me just as much as what we give out to them. So just that mm -hmm. feeling of giving and, and knowing that you're helping somebody else, I, it boosts my morale so much. Yeah, you're yeah. definitely in the right career. <laughs> that was interview question number one. <laughs> this, one this, this question has a little backstory to it, but when Jim was an SA, he expressed wanting to become a coach. And I was very wrong, but at the time I said, no, you don't have it in you. He was very, very calm, very just kind of chill. I was like, you're not a coach. You don't have it. You can be OTF. Jim then spent, I don't know how long he'd spent. We'll get to that part of the question. Training on his own, developing his skill and shows up for an audition. Gives one of the best OTF auditions I've ever seen. And he walks past me, and I go to smile at him, and he just flips me off. <laughs> and, I've never, <laughs> and I've never been more happy to be wrong. But the question there is, what, when you were told by you know the head coach time, you can't do this, what was in you, what was that fire in you that motivated you to say, no, I'm going to prove you wrong and have a good time doing it? Yeah, yeah. Um... I've, I've had other challenges in my life that I faced when I was younger. Um, I won't delve into them too much just to save a little time, but I've always kind of had this little chip on my shoulder, a little F you attitude, if you will. Uh, it's buried <laughs> deep down beneath me, but if it gets presented and needs to come out, I can bring it out. And there's, there's an inner self-confidence that I have 
in certain things. And that moment was just one where I had already been training for a couple of years, not Orange Theory, mm -hmm. but I've been training already a couple of years. I knew I was a pretty good trainer. And then being around Orange Theory, hearing yourself, hearing the other coaches, I was very confident that I could pick it up very quickly. And then you had to touch on a little bit, but I practiced on the mic after we closed a couple times. And, and when I showed up to that audition, I knew I was locked and loaded and ready to go. So um, I think it comes down to just facing other obstacles in my life when I was younger and just overcoming them. It's helped me give that inner confidence that if presented, I can pull that out again. So that, that's a good segue, I think. We, in, in, a, in a past episode, we talked about obstacles. Sure. You know, we were, we were entering week three of the transformation challenge, and right. that's when obstacles start to present. So uh, we talked about setting an alarm, identifying the obstacle, and then motivating yourself externally, internally. So what would you say is, is best advice you can give somebody when they're a benchmark day or a signature workout? Catch me if you can is one of the ones that, you know, is, mm -hmm. is a big obstacle. So no how, how would you coach somebody through kind of hitting or approaching an obstacle? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. Um, it definitely, I got to think about that a little bit. But, I mean, it like, it depends on where each member is at, right? But if, if we're coaching general for a whole room, I mean, all the members have coming in and taking classes. They're showing up because they're, they're expecting to work through and expect a challenge. So... It's funny to think about. I, it's almost, I'm trying to think of a universal answer because it's, it's a little tricky with each person has their own circumstances and stuff they've gone through. So it's hard to come up with like an exact like answer that anyone can apply. But, you know, to touch on myself, like there's so many great things that come from failure as well. And I think it's also the have, maybe avoiding that fear of failure and just thinking about giving it your absolute best effort and just going through it and doing the best that you can. And if you do fail, there's something great that's going to come out of that as well. Um, like, for instance, that row yesterday, like, I already knew that I, my lungs were going to be on fire for 35 <laughs> minutes. You know, I already knew. Wobbly legs. That was his yeah. alarm. Yeah. That was his yep. alarm. Yeah. So I, knew, I already knew it, and I didn't know. Like, I had heard your time, and I wanted to see if I could beat your time, but I didn't know if I would. Right, right, know? right. But right. I just went into it and gave it my best, and uh, I ended up holding on to it and pulling it out. Yeah. And, and I felt tired after and everything, but it was worth it, you know? So I think having just a, an open mind going into anything and, uh, and, and having the – embracing the part of it that's going to be very hard and not being afraid of that and being able to go through it and keep an, a positive mind state with it. But then on the other end of the spectrum, if you're not getting what you want to get out of it, like if you don't get your distance, you don't get your time, whatever, you know that you'll see this again. Like it's an opportunity for you to grow and improve for it and be ready for it the next time it comes up. Yeah, you don't get all bummed out. But like, you would have thought we planned this. You're yeah, you because, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you gave us the exact answer that we were already talking about. So our yep. gears were already turning uh, together. Yeah. You yeah. weren't here for that last episode. Yeah. <laughs> but you know the, the universal picture that I got when he was talking about everyone has their own stuff? So <laughs> this is maybe not the best picture, but the movie Dodgeball. Oh. Remember? <laughs> Remember when he was trying to get the, the guy with glasses, he was trying to get him yeah, angry. Get him angry, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but like that pulled out his internal fire. Right. And that motivated him to just get angry and, and complete the challenge. So like, I think no matter who you are, everyone has some internal fire, mm. but it's being able to pull that out. Right. And like you said, don't go into the benchmark thinking I'm gonna PR. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't, that's when you get so bummed out and right. frustrated. Yep. 
because then you start thinking about what if I don't? Right. Like yesterday when, when I took class, I didn't think about sending a PR. I just sat down and was like, I'm going to do my best today. Yep. I, my, if, you did, if you did the mile run four years ago, you're four years older. Things have happened. Things have changed. You can't expect to be at your 18-year-old body at 48. Yeah. Right. No you know? No no so so I, I, like, I love what you said is, is don't go into it thinking this is the outcome. Go in wanting to have a great outcome, but think about the great outcome, not the what if I don't get it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, piggybacking on catch me if you can a little bit, that's why us, the coaches, are so important. You know, like the, the member, we may come, they may come in and have no idea what they wanted to do or what they want to get. Obviously, if they've been taking classes for a while, we can check in the challenge tracker. If they've done it before, we've seen how much they've been coming in. We can give them a more exact goal. Yep. And that helps so much. You know, even if you just give somebody a general target to shoot for, Usually I try to shoot to give them a target that I know they'll get to, you know? So yeah, they, of course. Right? So it's like, um, but but us as coaches, when we can give somebody a target or somewhat of a thing to give it a more specific focus for them, that helps them out so much too, as opposed to just going in blindly. The preparation helps with motivation. Yeah, yeah you feel yeah. like if you have your ducks in a row ahead of time that you're yeah. greater confidence to achieve whatever task you have put before you. Right. And But at the other end, yeah, I... I heard an interesting segment before about expectations can be dangerous right so like what you were saying is when you don't when you set that expectation but you don't hit it Mm -hmm. then you're left with that feeling of failure that can potentially lead to negative thoughts and disappointment and things like that or you don't do it the next time right yeah because you got so frustrated bummed out about the first time you did it i've always heard expectations are future disappointments Ooh. Future disappointments, yeah. yeah. An expectation yeah. of future disappointment. You're just setting yourself up to be disappointed because it will never be what you, in your head, what you expect it to be. Not once, not ever. Yeah, we yeah. touched on that in previous episodes about yeah. how you have to be real with your expectations. You can have standards, you can have goals, but you can't always rely on those expectations because there's so many external factors. Yeah, definitely. In a perfect world, expectations are great. <laughs> it's not a perfect world. You didn't get enough sleep yeah. the night before. You're not going to come into this mile and crush it if you're not feeling the greatest. Yep. yep. Just things like that. Yep. So favorite type of class, endurance, strength, power, oh, ESP. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's an easy one. I mean, I definitely, strength and power is very close for me, but uh-huh. power is definitely my favorite. Um, just getting to do some of the explosive movements that we'll do in class. I don't do those anymore typically, but pulling back to my athlete days, training for college football, doing stuff like that. It brings back memories of that type of training. And I always love doing plyometrics and doing that type of stuff. So whenever we do that in Orange Street classes, I always get a little extra excited for it. So you ready to do a rapid fire? Yeah, let's okay. go for it. Uh, run row or 30-30? So like a run row? Yeah, which pick one. Run row or 30-30? So just like 30 minutes of treadmill or a run row? Yep. Uh, I'll do run row. I'll run get row. Some rowing in. Yeah, okay. For sure. Uh, chest press or power push up? Uh, that's tough. Um, I would probably go chest press. It depends. I like the bench power push up. It's fun. <laughs> uh, but no, I'd probably go chest press. Okay. Uh, 2,000 meter row, 12 minute run for distance. Ooh. Oh, man. Yeah, that's a good one. Endurance is my least favorite. <laughs> right now, I'm like the first thing that pops in my head is the emoji of like the skull. Yeah, yeah. 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 The death. R.I.P. Man, that is tough. I probably would say the 12 minute run, actually. 12 minute run? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Infinity or Everest? Oh, I'm going Infinity. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I'm going Infinity. All right. Yeah. Uh, 
most memorable dry try moment that you've ever had, either yeah. doing it or coaching sure. it? Yeah, uh, it would actually probably be the very first one I did with Will and yep. Evanson. Mm-hmm. Um, I was not even a coach at that point. Um, I was just a sales associate cheering people on, but I was, I think it was a couple weeks before I was going through the coach training. Yeah. So I remember I hopped on the mic at the end. He, he let me hop on the mic and I just gave a little speech to the members. Um, and that was also another confidence building moment when it, I don't remember what I said, but whatever I said to the members, everybody after was like, you sound like a coach on the mic. Well, you so did. That, that helped too. back to, you know, piggyback yeah. into our story before. But I very yeah, much but, remember Jim's first dry try. Uh, so we had we did two dry tries, and I remember handing over the mic, and I just heard, heard it the headset. I go, "You earned this, go coach." And I went like out in the lobby, came back a little bit, and, like, "Go, this is your show now." <laughs> Played his own music, did his own, and it was just like so proud, <laughs> so proud of you. <laughs> uh, this is a funny one: protein shake or branch and aminos. It depends on one. Oh, okay, all right. It's very specific. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you could, if you only had one. Oh, if I only had one, I would go protein shake after. Okay. Yeah, I would right. pass on the aminos. Okay. All right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was not I expecting to, that. If I had to. Oh. Hopefully it never comes to that. Well, hey, you never know. Times yeah. can be tough, yeah, man. Supply, yeah, supply chain could yeah, yeah, be, you, never, yeah. you know, no more, no more protein. That could be a separate episode, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You got one? Um, you to fire one at him? Oh, man. Come back to me. I bet we'll have one. Favorite workout or workout that you want to come back that we have not done since COVID? Oh, I think oh, I, I know what you, one you it is. You already know. You already I think know. I know what I'm seeing. Yeah, let's you. capture the flag. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. never got to experience yeah. that oh, one. It is the, yeah. When we the do that workout yeah. again, yeah. oh, I'm prepared. So we did it as uh, our spot games for our region. Were you at that one? I don't think so. So it's, Such we did it. Oh, you weren't here yet either. No, I wasn't here. Uh, yeah. I was I either had a broken foot or something was going on. You were there. I don't think I you were participating though. Was it with the the tread the treads in the inclines were? No, that no. was the last one. Okay, no. So yeah, but capsule flag is is a oh, lot of fun. Yeah, one. it's that super is, super yeah. fun. My favorite OGF workout of all time. Okay, I got one. Okay. Would you rather? You have to pick one. Oh boy. Coach an entire class that is elevator music. Okay. Or like very old like 1920s type of country slow (laughs) you have to pick one like Like, bluegrass like uh, no like even I don't know like my dog died my my (laughs) wife ran away (laughs) something that has none of this pop country stuff that's going on right now but like you have to pick something that is what's the lesser of the two evils those two um honestly it would probably depend on the template a little bit too alright it's a power day okay good luck power day (laughs) I would probably use the elevator music. So the advantage that, you know, like some coaches, myself or Will, is we can get very energetic and vocal on the mic. So we can use our voice skills to carry through. Um, You know, Heath said it the other day, like a good coach can out-coach a bad playlist. So that's something that, uh, honestly, it really wouldn't matter. I I feel confident in my ability that I could put in on any sort of music and I'll still provide a good workout to people. I, it may I not be that. the absolute best workout, and there it may it may not be the same high quality that it would be with an awesome playlist. But I'm still confident that I could provide a good solid class with any music. So knock a ticket ready. There will be a 90 minute uh, class coming soon with just Kenny G. <laughs> yeah, and Kenny G. Uh, Kenny voice G. and fluctuation from Kenny G. Coach Jim the entire Sabre. time. <laughs> 
Uh, okay, guys, that is all we, time we have for this episode. Jim, thanks for coming on. Yeah, uh, thanks for having me. Will, Sam, you, thank you thank as you. always. All right, guys, hang out till next time. See you soon. Thank you.